Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, the two best teams in baseball teed it up. A couple snakes, titles being discussed, 2,000 hits. Let's get it. Hello. Dabs anymore. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Use code TALKING the first time you use it. 20 y'all hairs. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, big baby David. Trev is running a roadie, a little three-series road trip for Plouffe, as you've now ended up in beautiful Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. Feels like home. Yeah. Every time I land here. Beautiful in the summertime. Don't catch me here in the winter too often. But yes, I'm here. Are you at a? Are you at Tampa, Correa, Toronto, are Minneapolis? You, are you at Correa's mansion or Mauer's mansion on the water? Well, I'm gonna stay with Correa tonight at his lake house. Yeah. You know, family dinner stuff like that. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I'll shoot over and say what's up to Joe. But I'm, you know, I'm about the young guys here. Do you? Just uh, kidding. I'm not in Correa's lake house. I'm in a hotel in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> Look at that artwork. Real question, and I don't, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but like, I don't know, you're in Minnesota. Do you send Mauer like a in town man if if you're here, or like I, I don't know, I don't know your guys' level. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. The only thing is, like today, I don't want to do anything. Mm. You know, Morneau wants me to come out to his ranch, and I'm like, dude, I got to take like a thirty minute Uber out there. I've been just kind of running hot, so I think today I'm gonna like chill maybe even get a massage olivia keeps telling me go get a massage yeah i'm like oh wait you can give me one mm. she's like no go get no one. go get a massage please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to touch you that's not what she says yeah. she thinks that probably um no i'll probably get i'm gonna kick it today regroup do our shows this morning and then yeah. uh, i don't know maybe hit some restaurants up that i miss and remember make a Big Twins Brew Crew series swept by the A's. Might be a big yeah. A's episode. Um, your Twins mounts back in Toronto. You don't say that second T. This is this is probably one of the bigger series for the Twins of the year. That you know you're going to get a packed house today. It's really cool. This Brewer, like that's why I always call for like regional rivalries and maybe a restructuring of the divisions because every time the Brewers come into town, it's just raucous yeah yeah i mean normally i'm it, it's kind of it blows a lot of people's baseball minds a little bit because you you really need to shift but i i think realignment's coming in a couple years and like yankees mets would actually be like you know play 14 times a year and be a rivalry which would be cool except for right now because because both teams are dropping a steamer on the table uh they tee it up this week a little two gamer that'll be fun um when people should be talking about Tampa, Texas, the Low Brothers. My God. Mm. Whenever we get the mom jersey with both sons, that does something for me. I want one of those. Like a low one? I might get the low one, yeah. It's just so weird. You might have to wait if, if you want it to be your Here, kids. Just love the Here, family. Here's the thing is, yeah. you know Mama Low like, likes one better than the other. I think Nate Lowe said, Nathaniel, excuse me, said on Chris Rose rotation that mom likes Josh more. Yeah, He's but then the she came bro. back and said, that's not true. Ah, but I think that's she mom. on Twitter said, yeah, but that's mom stuff. They, She's like, you're right. They took the picture 
And it was very much uh, dad is Nathaniel, mom is Josh. And that's they just what tell, it is. Yeah, which way was she leaning? Was she leaning this way? Was she leaning that leaning. way? Do your kids, is, is te- how do your kids line up between you and Olivia? I mean, for the most part, like yeah. 90% of the time, they just lean Olivia, both right. of them. Smart. It's, yeah. <laughs> smart. And I'm, I'm just left out of all that love. But, you know, <laughs> there are times when dad is needed. I think that's like the role of dad is like, you're just there when you're needed. Mm. Mm. Well, and you're like happy to give love at any given moment. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll give you love. Trev, you have no idea. So the couple of the last sentences you've put together have been perfect for our new sponsor, Rex MD. Kind of love when you need it. Um, mm. Guys hate going to the doctor. Um, I know it's true for me. I've put off going to the doctor for a long time. And this can be a little embarrassing for the fellas sometimes. But guess what? You're not alone in this. Do not be embarrassed. Rex MD. They make getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription. They deliver to your door. No office visits. No talking to a receptionist. Super simple. Rex MD. Viagra can cost people up to 90 bones. What? Um, They have generic Viagra for as low as $2 a pill. People, if this is something you're dealing with, you can get it shipped right to your door. Free two-day shipping. Fast, simple, and cheap. U.S. licensed Rex MD physician anytime. You need after that. So head to rexmd.com slash johnboy. Exclusive deal will save up to 90% where you'll pay as low as $2 per dose of generic Viagra instead of $90 plus. It's rexmd.com slash johnboy. 90% off and a free gift. Your partner will thank you. There's a link in the description. Hello. Trev, your arm is raised very firm. I just got to say this. Yeah. If this is something that happens to every man at some point yeah so why is it embarrassing i'm actually embarrassed if someone was embarrassed Mm. to get help it happens to everybody do you know what i mean we're we're, yeah and the stigma right there's a the internet exists we all know it's out there now don't play it cool it's monday the two best teams played in formerly your tampa this weekend um, and let's talk about that and everything else that happened in the American League. Oh, yeah. Trev, the Rays and the Rangers. Similar team names, I guess, when you think about it. They teed it up, and guess what? Tampa survives and thrives through another test. They win the bread games. Tyler Glass now. Only one hit through six innings. He gets his first win in two years. Isak Paredes, two-homer game. How many Rays do you talk about before you mention that guy? And that's kind of their whole situation. The the Rangers, they won game two. Corey Seager, five-hit day at the office. Nathan Eovaldi, he has nine wins this season. That's part of their formula. So rubber match. Sunday, who's going to walk away with their chest pumping? It's the Rays. Wander Franco, two-hit and a homer. Harold Ramirez, cool story on him, came out this weekend that I didn't know. He's got his hair dyed blue uh, for his kid with autism. Uh, Pretty intense, kind of awesome stuff from him. He has a three-hit day. 
In the Rays race, uh, McClanahan was on the bump, retired the last final 15 he faced. They're a wagon. They take two out of three. Now, this baseball was not the same level played. The Sox and the Yanks, if you scored three, you won. Uh, And the Red Sox scored three twice. Whitlock, Cole, the first game. Uh, Devers, looks like he might be on the up and up. And a little bit of Yankees baseball is usually what gets him going. Uh, My goodness. Domingo Herman looks good in that second game for the Yanks. And then on Sunday night baseball... It's a little bit of a mid-off that ends up with Manfred rules and the Sox get it done and the Yankees don't. Uh, Boston takes two out of three to get back to 500. The Yankees, again, without Aaron Judge, they are a lifeless bunch right now. Oh, my God. The Twins take two out of three. Let's go in the great north. Trevor Plouffe on the sideline. Kyle Farmer putting in the work before the game, and that's what matters. And what matters is when you win that first game in extra innings. Let's go. Michael A. Taylor with the Yacker in that one. Um, Twins win the second game 9-4. Blue Jays, they salvage it. A little scary moment with the umpire in that game. Um, Hunter Wendelstadt, get better, Pop. Uh, Wow, Kevin Gossman does not like facing the Twins. That's interesting. Matt Chapman homers, Trevor Plouffe. (laughs) That'll do it for him on the sideline. Um, Good for your twins, Trev. And good for the AL mid in general. The Guardians take down the Astros. Okay, we're going to 14 in the first one. God, that's a good time. A lot of good action there. Josh Naylor, two for seven. They just start walking Jose Ramirez by the end of it. Astros, Abreu and Altuve. They put it together in the second game, but these Guardians... They're getting back, and Shane Bieber, dominant versus the Houston Astros lineup. They're missing Jordan right now. Cleveland getting back in the mix. Okay, guard dogs. Halos take two out of three from the Mariners. Yeah, uh, and I'm not surprised. Um, They win their bread games. Uh, Luis Castillo versus Shohei Otani in the first game. I'm into that. Uh, Moniak and Kelnick, two of the uprising Uh, Kind of former top prospects getting it done in that one. In the final game, Trev, your guy Neto with a two-ding-dong day. Shohei has three hits. um, And kind of everyone got it done for the Mariners in that middle game. Mariners have to start winning series. They want you to do it, Trev. But you have the power now. Orioles sweep Kansas City. And that's obvious. My guy Pasquatch goes to the IL. Gunnar Henderson, you might hear more about him. Uh, He goes deep to Utah Street. Longest homer in a game? What? Uh, Orioles get it done in the Royals, especially after the A's sweep. (laughs) They're a little more in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. And that is what happened in your American League. Excellent job, Jake. Woo! Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are 48 and 20 on top of the East. Orioles are 41 and 24. A four-game win streak for the Birds. The Yankees are a game up on the Blue Jays at 38 and 29. Boston, 533 and 33. That same record is the record of the Minnesota Twins, who are top of the AL Central. The Cleveland Guardians are a game and a half back. Uh, the White Sox are four and a half back. 
Remember those Tigers that we, young and punchy, Hinch, manager of the year? They've lost nine in a row. Uh, and that has the Royals behind them having lost six in a row. Oh. Texas Rangers are 41-23. and 23. Houston, 37-29 and 29, with the Angels a game and a half back. Mariners are 31-33. and 33. And the A's, like I told you, how's your five-game winner uh, to get them to 17-50? and 50? Trev, Cronpod, best baseball being played this weekend. You were just there. You just saw them up close and personal. The Rays welcomed the Rangers into town and gave them that work. Both these teams are obviously very impressive for what they can do, but the Rays are just kind of on a different level. And you said, hey, how many guys are you going to mention on the Rays before you mention Isak Paredes? I don't know. After watching him up close and personal, yeah. what he did, stole a game from my twins with his defense. I saw him hit homers. They're just, they just get the job done. You know, in that first game, like it was Isak and then, you know, Manny Margot has a diving catch. It's like, that's how you just draw these games up. It's, they defense you. They get timely hitting. They can hit homers. They can steal bases. I, I believe they had 35 yep. stolen bases in a row. Then they, they ended this weekend. Uh, but that's what they do. I mean, they are timing these pitchers. They're taking off. They're not getting thrown out. So they're taking the extra base whenever they can. It's, yeah. So, like, I think when we played them, the Twins, excuse me, not we, because I'm not on the team. Mm. It seemed like they ran around forever. Like, they just kept running. But they only had one stolen base. It was just the way that they ran the bases on hits. And they just took the extra base every single time that they had the chance to. And the pressure that they can put on you is just incredible. And if you get some starting pitching like they did from McClanahan, you know, it's great to see Glass now. He was rocking the old school Devil Rays uni, which was hot. Mm. He, he kind of went viral over the weekend. There's a picture of him and people were saying he looks like the guy from Peaky Blinders. That happens, what, once yeah. every couple months? Three people weeks. People are shocked. Um, but the Rays are just... I guess Josh wins the... Uh, the low, the low yeah. bowl. Yeah, I think he kind of has been this year. Uh, Shane McClanahan, 10-1. and one. Uh, 10 wins in the team's 68th game of the season. Um, he's got a 2-1-8 ERA. Like you mentioned, Glass now is back for them. Puts together a good start. First win in two years. And, uh, yeah, man, Jose Siri ended that stolen base streak, but he doesn't care, so that's the good news there. Um, did you know, like, if you watch him, you see all the different colors, like belts and all that stuff. Wander Franco had two different color shoes on when he was yeah. playing the Twins. The Rays are 30 and 6 at home. Uh, Texas wins that middle game. Uh, our guy Dale Scott was there. Uh, you know, little pride weekend. Baseball is for everyone. We like that. I don't know, man. We're we're running out of things to say, and I, I feel like we did a lot of Rays last week because you were there up close and personal, and we talked about all the pressure and the depth on this team, and it, maybe you'll hear the pain on my voice when we talk Yankees, but I, you know, I see, you know, Harold Ramirez is technically listed as a bench option for them. Manny Margot. I, I would kill for an outfielder that could play defense like Manny Margot does on the Yankees right now. Um, and these are bonus platoon pieces. Uh, for the Rays, they uh, they'll go on. They start a little West Coast trip. They're playing four against the Oakland Athletics, so the two best teams in baseball. 
uh, team. Two hottest teams. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I if you're the Texas Rangers, I don't think you care either. I mean, you you lost a tough series to a good team in the trap. Like that's yeah. Keep it moving. Everyone's been some doing of these. That. Some of these numbers were we got on the sheet here. Um, we know what Corey Seager's done since he's been off the IL, but Robbie Grossman, 27 RBI yeah. in his last 38 games. Like this is what good teams do. You're getting, you get contributions from guys that aren't supposed to really carry your team, but they're having good seasons. They're, you know, getting timely hitting. It's, it's what you need to have on your team. If you want to be, you know, in first place and, you know, running the division, what both these teams have been able to do is get production. Like, I I heard Cash talking to somebody before the game, and they were just like, you know, what's has anything surprised you about how good you guys have been this year? And he said, the offense. He said, you know, we we didn't expect to be this good offensively, and we're having a bunch of guys just having really good years. And that's, <laughs> I know it sounds pretty simple, right? But guess what? That's that's the answer right there. Yeah. Have your have your guys like you're you you're talking about the Yankees and Judge not being there and you need guys to step up. If you don't have guys to step up, it's not going to be great for you. The Rays have had pretty much everybody come out and bang to start the year. Yeah, I mean even for both of these teams, Leody Tavares had a two-homer game. Um you mentioned Robbie Grossman. I remember when we were doing their TPP, I was like I'd I'd love kind of a veteran corner outfield for them and he's He's kind of been perfect in that role, switch hitting, uh, filling in when they need him. Um, yeah, and and the Rays, it's it's all it's literally everyone, man. Um, God, they're so good. Uh, let's jump to uh, let's get this out of the way, Trev Boston, Boston and the Yankees. Uh, the rivalry, it's back. Uh, this was tough. Uh, we. We recorded Talking Yanks right after this. Me, me and Jimmy were, you know, it's in six, seven years of Talking Yanks now, is kind of just the most blah I think we've been. Uh, and it feels that way. And it felt that way kind of on both sides, if, if we're being honest. I mean, hey, Sox, you know, you won the series, congrats. But, um, you know, sometimes there's three, two awesome baseball games. These were not that. These were the pitching was okay. The offenses are offenses and defenses were tough, which is just like a bad product. It is. I'm looking at the lines right now. I mean, Whitlock and Cole, two pretty good lines right there. You're right. I mean, the starting pitching did its job in this series, but it, you know, nothing offensively going for either team. We had the ump cam ruining everybody's viewing experience last night. Um, one thing I did see on Yankee Twitter was talking about Volpe and and that decision the Yankees are going to have with him. He hasn't played well, uh, especially offensively. He comes close to hitting a homer. Yeah. And people are excited about that, but in the end it's just a strike and then, you know, the talks continue. What do you where where are you at on that? I know you probably gave it all on talking yeah. Yanks, but is do you got to let him figure it out at the big league level or or do you send him back down so he's not under all this crazy pressure to to figure things out in front of everybody? No, Trev, it's a great topic, and I'd I'd love to get your thoughts on it too. Because I, you know, I know some people get on us for if there's a Yankees topic because we do a whole show on that. But 
I, I guess it goes for any top prospect, right? Like they they kind of promise this kid the world, and there's some weird. I guess what's tough for me is there's business stuff tied into it in Yankee Land. The the fact that it's a shortstop for the Yankees and it's it's a kid from Jersey and he won the job. You know, Grayson Rodriguez got sent down this year. Jordan Walker got sent down this year. That it doesn't have to be a thing unless you make it a thing. And the Yankees yeah. have done that. And the thing I come back to, and people might be shocked to hear silly silly tie dye shirt Jake talking this way. But it's because it, it's real and I'm passionate about it. If the situation was reversed, because the Yankees have another top shortstop prospect, Oswald Peraza, that came up last year. You might have saw him in the playoffs. Um, and he came up and he played pretty well. Well, guess what? Volpe wins the job in camp, and kind of rightfully so. He had a great spring. I'm all for open competition, especially with young players. Um, he's come up and he's struggled um, pretty, pretty in a big way. And Peraza is in AAA, and by the way, he's been killing it. So here's what I tell you, Trev. If the situation was reversed, if Peraza was was up at the big league level and really struggling, and this kid from Jersey was in AAA, raking with the Italian last name, people would be rioting at the stadium that they haven't made that transaction. So I don't think it solves the Yankees' problems, but... I think it should be on the table because, Trev, it, it starts to go into a kid's development. And are you helping or hurting him? And Volpe's at-bats on a given night are can be tough to watch. Like that, That's the most concerning part is he's, if anything, looked less comfortable as the season's gone on. Where you know, earlier in the year, he, had, he put you know, a couple weeks together where at least he like looked comfortable. And it hasn't been like that in a while now. If anything, it's worse. You're right. I mean, look, you put a lot of pressure on a kid. They did it with Judge, but he's lived up to it the entire time. Um, and your your <clears throat> speech on if it was Peraza up here in Volpe was in AAA, you're 100%, 100% right. That's a very interesting take. So... I. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think you can't let this guy just stay up, especially in New York where there's so much, there's so many eyes on you in every single game. I mean, go figure some stuff out. Now, if it's, if it's approach, if it's mechanics, you can go and work on that stuff. Right. Like eventually you're going to have to come up to the big leagues and hit big league pitching and be comfortable taking grounders at shortstop. And like, you have to figure it, that out, but he will, he's young, right? He, he basically so didn't I, do AAA, so it's it, he very well go might get some of that. that time. And I, you know, also that shortstop position can be pretty daunting, and that's where things yes. are also crazy. Is that we heard in the minor leagues that Volpe's arm strength is a little more second base than shortstop. So think about that. Like we, the Yankees literally just saw Glaber Torres try to play shortstop for a year. And he was a disaster, and it affected his hitting. He's gone off a shortstop. He went back to hitting again. So what if that's in the kid's head? And now you're the Yankees, and you just told society that this kid's the next year? Like, I don't know, man. There's, there's some levels to it that are messed up. And at the end of the day, it also shouldn't be on him a lot because they're missing Judge, who is showing. The Yankees without Judge this year are scoring 3.3 runs a game. It would be the worst offense in Major League Baseball. Rizzo's in one of the worst slumps of his career. DJ's been out of it. 
Glaber will run into some, but he's also making bonehead plays that are shocking for a fifth, six-year player. Um, and Trev, I can go up and down this roster, and I, again, it's it's not the Jake a lot of people are accustomed to, but it's it's where I'm passionate about. Trev, their roster right now is three DHs and eight infielders. <laughs> Willie Calhoun leading off. Like, I, I love his resurgent story. They're throwing him in right field, and Trev, it looks like me running around out there. Five, six, oh, stocky guy. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Jake Bowers, a first baseman by trade. He's trying to be in left field at Yankee Stadium, which is a size of a center field. They call up Billy McKinney, and he gets his first major league start center field for the Yankees, or his first center field start at the big league level. So they're just trying to put it together, and, you know, they, they have quotes before the season that are like, we misread the outfield market, and it's like, okay, that, that's not my problem. That's yours. This is your job. Oh wow, you're you are. They're going to do this right now with your Yanks. They're okay. going to do the same thing. Bader's going to come back, and it's going to look a little better. And then Judge will come back, and it'll feel a lot better because those are two of their top three two-way players. Um, and then if you have a kid or someone else get hot, then you have an offense. But it's um it's frustrating, and hopefully Rodon's back at some point. He's throwing. Live BP, he hit Willie Calhoun with a pitch before the game, so, you know, vibes are high. Um, nice. I don't know. Hey. let's. Uh, Never- and, for, and for everything we just said about those three outfielders, Calhoun, Bowers, McKinney, they're kind of the three guys hitting. Bowers didn't hit this series, but the other two did. Socks, so. get going, kid. Their starting pitching puts a nice performance, a little little balance with they've the been pi- offense. They've been pitching, I wanted to give a shout-out to that. You know, three three good starts there. Brian Bayo, who like you know they the Red Sox fans have been talking about this kid for a while. Uh, if you take out his first start, which is two and two thirds innings, oh, I had that. Oh my gosh. Uh, Anyways, take out his first start, two and two thirds innings, five earned run. The rest of them, going back from April twenty third up until June eleventh, there's eight other starts. He's pitching to a three oh eight. Yeah, passes the so, eye test. Yeah, I mean, he's got nasty stuff. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the Red Sox calling card at the beginning of the season was their offense. They were going off, they were hitting, and then it just hasn't happened for him this month at all. And when you talk about that all the time, like, you know, you got to match your pitching up with your hitting. You know, if they had this pitching while they were hitting, they're going to run off a bunch of wins. Now you're pitching and you're not hitting. I think, where's where's the stat here? They scored uh three runs or fewer in eight of ten games this month that's not the type of offense that they expect to have or that they're going to have they're just in a little bit of a rut here but shout out to the pitching staff for getting it done because that's you know the thing that we always talk about with or we're not always but this year we talk about with the red sox we just don't see that starting pitching going but if these guys continue to pitch like they did in this series and bayo continues to kind of like lead that rotation then red sox can come up and Bite you, especially the Yanks. They got a little homestand coming up, Rockies, and then Yanks again. Which again, it's it's not it's not your father's Yanks right now. That uh, hey, Red Sox, they're five hundred. Stay in that wild card mix. We'll we'll see you there. Trev, uh, tell me what happened in Toronto this weekend with uh, the Jays and the Twins. 
good games. Um, you know, Twins come off of getting swept by the Rays, so vibes aren't that high. Although, you know, in the clubhouse, things were were fine. I actually asked Rocco about that. I said, do you ever impart yourself on the clubhouse? And he just said, not really, because we have guys that can do that. The vibes are usually good in the clubhouse. And Correa, for all, like, you know, his struggles offensively this year, every single day he's posted up in that clubhouse. Man, he's taking questions. He's got a good attitude. He's helping guys out. Like, he's every bit of a leader on that team like what you want in a guy like by example he's like i said he's taking the questions when the teams are failing he came out and like met with the reporters made it a point to do that after the race series which i thought was really cool because some guys don't do that right and he understands his role there uh michael a taylor mm. give me like give me what do you give me like the stats on him at the tail of the tape on michael a taylor without looking it up like his Offensive numbers this year? No, no. Tail of the tape. Height? I would have Michael A. Taylor six foot one ninety five. Yeah, me too. Until you get next to the guy, he's <laughs> six five. No. Yeah, he's listed. Listen, he's listed on Baseball Reference at six four. I think he's, they're undershooting him because Justin Morneau is looking up to this guy. He's also built, bro. This guy's got to be two two oh five to two ten. Okay. Never would have guessed it, yeah. man. Now that I'm up close and personal, I was like, holy crap. Um, he's been going. He he had a little bit of a, a mechanical adjustment uh, where he started to like move his hands a little bit. That brought his leg kick back, and he's he's driving the ball. like He's got real deal pop, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he probably should because he's built like – he doesn't look like Giancarlo Stanton, but he's closer to Giancarlo Stanton than he is to me. Mm. Anyways, uh, but, he hit the two-run homer in the fifth. Um, George Springer came in, had a really good at bat. The he pinched it for a double off of Brock Stewart, who's my guy, tied the game up, and then Taylor with a sacrifice fly in the first game. So that was it. Was all it was all Taylor in that first game. So they win the first two games. Um, Joe Ryan with another quality start. Uh, Correa has the grand slam which I videotaped, which is pretty cool. I was down on the field yeah, for that. Yeah, that was good vid, Trev. Uh, and, and just a big a big inning for the Twins. I think it was a seven-run inning. Um, and, you know, they get the job done. Then yesterday, Twins had the game the entire way. A bunch of bullpen guys were down for the Twins. For some reason, I'm not really sure. I didn't necessarily agree with that decision because they have an off day today. Uh, but Kevin Biggio, who got mm. the start at first base. Uh, hit a three-run homer off Amelia Pagan to go ahead, and then Jordan Romano came in and shut the door. So the Twins had it, man. They had a sweep, mm. ready to go, three-and-three three road trip. Beautiful, but uh, the bullpen could not get the job done. Well, Canadian come homecoming for your guy uh, Julian. Good for him. Yeah. Good Canada action. Twins got some young guys that, like uh, – I think you're going to be really good. Alex Kirilov's got like just a cool, calm demeanor, mm -hmm. taking really, really good at bats. Then Julian is like, he's got this fiery fucking look in his eye. Oops, so we weren't supposed to cuss this oh, up. Oh, so. Trev. Just can you bleep that or something? Follow up on Michael A. Taylor. Uh, tradable, traded before the season for two minor league guys that aren't, you know, top prospects or anything like that. Plays all world defense. Um, and he's given the Twins a little offense this year. And by the way, our Yankee fans would kill for that right now. 
would kill for that. He, I mean, yeah, he was just insurance for Byron Buxton. And, and, and this, when they decided that he wasn't going to play the outfield, I mean, Michael A. Taylor's the perfect guy to, to take over out there. He, I think he won the gold glove last year or two years ago, maybe. Mm. 2021, yes. Good dude. And like, like I said, just way bigger than you think because you think of Michael A. Taylor as a guy that steals bases and like a skinny center fielder. He's like not that at all. He's a monster. Mm. Trev. Um, I don't have really any notes on the Blue Jays. I mean, they didn't really look great. Um, Twins got to Gossman. Trevor Richards, you made like a spot start or like a opener type role. He threw the ball really well. Shoved. He's got like a nasty changeups. Yeah. Got nasty changeup. But I think after the Twins saw him, they were kind of ready for Gossman and the splitter because they kind of jumped on him. Ooh, okay. So a little storyline there. But Bo Bichette looks amazing. I hung out with the Matt Chapman. Talked to talked a bunch. He promised me he'd hit me a linea, he hit me a homer. Wow. And uh yeah, he loves Bo Bichette, which I thought was cool. I said, Yeah, what's up? What's what's Bo's deal? He's kind of quiet. I went over there, tried to like be around him, see if I could talk to him. Didn't happen because he's like, who the who is this right. loser? Um, <laughs> but then I got around Chappie, and it was, uh, then I was kind of cool. Okay, Trevor Richards. That's what happened in Toronto. Trevor Richards, all uh, all gray hair team. Um, okay, it's a uh, yeah, gray. Guard Guardians beat the Astros, Trev. Two out of three. That first one's pretty wild. 14 innings, longest game this year, I believe. Um, and they go tit for tat, 5-5, five, 6-6, five, six, six, seven, seven, eight, eight. Um, in, in the extra inning uh, Manfred runner rules. And then I, I guess my biggest note from this series, because, you know, there's a lot of baseball being played. The A's just won five in a row. It's baseball, people. We get it. Um Shane Bieber uh, with a dominant performance, which if these Guardians get back in the mix, which it, it looks like they are a game and a half back in the Central, you know, if, if you run into the Guardians in a playoff series, well, A, Chris Rose will tell you they might not have Shane Bieber, uh, but Shane Bieber doing it against Houston, that's, um, that's a big boy start. They are missing Jordan, which, hey, almost anything I could say about Judge, Jordan has a similar impact on a lineup yes. on a given day when he's in there. Um, Guardians take a series from Houston for the first time since 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why Chris always says that about Shane Bieber. I don't think he's going anywhere. He has a whole other year of control. He says that's just the way they operate. And if you look at their trade history, like, that's what they do. But I just can't imagine them in this division with the, with these teams that they're fighting against the White Sox and the Twins them trading him. I don't think it's going to happen. And then for the Guardians, I mean, look, they needed their offense to get going. It was Jose Ramirez, a little bit of Josh Naylor, they needed Josh Bell to get going. Well, he, you know, has a game here uh, on the third day. He hits a double, a homer. Will Brennan. Uh, you know, Will Brennan. Will Brennan get, needs to get going. Stephen Kwan gets it going a little bit here. So th- this is they need the supplemental pieces to get going. And that's their formula is going to be able to is pitching the ball and playing defense, uh, but you need to, you know, you need to score some runs too. You need to have more than one or two guys doing it, and they got it this series. Now, did I see that Karen Chat got optioned? Your boy. I thought he was having a great year. Did he just have some really bad outings as of late? I'm going to go look right now because that was surprising to me. 
but again, I don't watch them on a day in and day out basis. His, uh, his stats on the year are, are kind of fine. Uh, he was getting used a ton, 32 games already. I'm looking at these. I mean, hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, the game log doesn't. The game doesn't log track. is he hasn't allowed an earned run uh, from May 19th up until June 9th. He didn't allow an earned run. Now, I know sometimes that's inherited runners. Maybe he let some other people in, but what? Yeah. Now I got to like, we got to like Google that. What's going on? To work on mechanics and do a better job of controlling the opponent's running game. I could see that. Tito said it wasn't an easy decision, so. In that same stretch, looks like only two steals off him. We, do we need to peek under the hood a little bit more with this move? Um, Guardians fans, let us know because that's very interesting. Guard Dogs fans, let us know. Houston fans, I, you know, I always try to reach out and I say, let let us know where you're at because you you guys have had a funky season. There was no Altuve for a bit. Now there's no Jordan. Um, you know, the Texas Rangers look very real. Uh, they, they've got a nice little lead in the West. And Houston, as it stands today... They are a half game in the playoffs uh, above the Blue Jays. Uh, the Angels are still lurking, which we're about to get into. I, I just, I, obviously, it's a city that I'm, I'm not super, well, in a way I'm super connected to, but not super close with. Like, what is, what is the pulse? Or does literally nothing matter because you guys are going to be there? I don't know. I mean, they're dealing. They're they're dealing with a ton of injuries, and we always talk about how they're able to sustain that, and and they have sustained it. But you know, when you're yeah, you mentioned you you're out Alvarez. We know the pitchers that they've been out as well. It's you know, I I don't think there's a lot of panic in Houston, but you're looking at a, just a better division overall. I think that matters here yeah. too. I mean, what the Rangers have been able to do. Uh, luckily for them, the Mariners have found themselves in a similar position where they're just kind of like, well, I don't think Houston's underperforming. The Mariners are definitely underperforming. Yes. Uh, but the Angels have been there as well. So it's it's just, you know, I think it's a little bit of both of that where you, you're dealing with some injuries to some main guys. The division's gotten better. And, you know, there is something to be said about a World Series hangover. There just is. You didn't have Altuve all at the beginning of the year. He's back. You know, these things happen. I think, I think, you're right. Like they're going to be okay. And there's not a ton of panic anywhere in Houston just because of, you know, the history and they know that they have the guys to do it. Trev, the, the division is a great point because we, we did this whole thing about the ALEs and it was like, well, you know, te Texas looks for real this year. We haven't even fathomed. And it's a little bit of franchise history. Like the halos keep popping up. Um, although they're about to play four at Texas. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but they beat the Mariners two out of three. Neto, the kid who we, you know, I feel like we've talked Angels shortstop a lot. And we're like, are they going to play Gio Urshela there all year? Uh, no, they, they called up the kid. We've now seen this them. This is their guy. Uh, you know, they called up Joyce in the bullpen for a little bit, uh, but he just went on the IL. And again, there's, there's name talent you buy into. They're 36 and 31. Uh, you know, I, coming into June, they were right around 500. And for me, there's a little bit of, oh boy, like if they, you slip on that banana, the Shohei stuff's going to get loud. 
they're all in, man, and they're... If remember when we did this exercise, I think it was with uh, it was with the Mets and the Phillies two years ago, and we we're like, if you took the names off the teams and you looked at them, if this team wasn't the Angels, I think we'd be a lot more excited about this team and the Mariners. I think, my goodness, uh, I'm excited about the Angels. I mean, there's just there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, even if it's like in a negative fashion, like of what they're going to do with Shohei. I mean, this is a very, very interesting team right now. Uh, you mentioned the young guys that they're bringing up. I, I mean, Moniak has another go-ahead homer here. Shohei's been crushing the ball offense. He's got a 930 OPS right now. He's been going off there. The pitching hasn't been as good. He's walked a lot of people. I wonder what, what is his walk rate? I'm going to get it right now. He's at four walks per nine, and he's typically around. I mean, last year he was 2.4 walks per nine. That helps a lot, but overall he's been 3.2, so he's up in that regard. His strikeouts are up too this year. Um, He's leading the – this guy's crazy, man. He's kind of got a crazy pitching line. He's leading the league in hits per nine at 5.3, which is great, but he's also got 10 wild pitches, 10 hit by pitches, and he's walking guys. He's just been erratic, mm. if you will. Uh, on the mound, but um, you know, Neto is 100% the guy at shortstop there. He's going to be there for the next, I mean, shit, maybe shoot, maybe 10 years. <laughs> the kid can play. And he showed it this series as well with the Homer, uh, the two homers, excuse me, in the last game. They're fun, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I ended up watching them late night, uh, and it was the game they lost, but, you know, seeing Rendon with that calm, cool daddy hacks, and I've never I've never seen a guy <laughs> not swing and miss and not be frustrated at all. Just like, ah, oh, that's kind of how the sport works. And then gets back in there, does the same thing. That's a good attitude to have. Right? And at end of the day, it, you know, sometimes that can be frustrating for fans, but I think it leads to... A better performance. You're about to announce Seattle dead in three, two. I don't care enough to announce them dead. I don't. Wow. I still think I, you can't announce them dead. And I think it's pronounce them dead. Oh. Pronounce sure. them dead. I'm not going to. I want to give a shout out. Did you, did you mention the relievers uh, in your burn for the Angels on this homestand? Not really. I was about to give Devensky a shout-out because I liked him when he was on Houston. He, he kind of had a nasty nasty game to him. He kind of fell off. It, lo- it looks like he's been giving them a really good performance recently. Relievers combined for a .77 ERA with 22 strikeouts and 23 and a third innings pitched during the six-game homestand for the Angels. That's how you get it done. I mean, you got to have a good bullpen in today's game. You got to have guys getting it done. And when you do have them getting it done, you better win these games. And the Angels have been able to do that. I'm, I'm stoked on the Angels. I think I, I told you when I watched them play the Twins and, and really got in there and, and kind of saw what they were about, like Trout's been slumping. You know, that's not going to last forever. Otani's been kind of slumping on the mound. You know, that's not going to last forever. You got these young kids kind of coming up and doing it. The bullpen's holding. You're getting some good starts from, you know, the other the other guys in the rotation. Like, this, that's the recipe for a good team. Yeah. The five games over, like a half game back of Houston for second there. Like, they are 
right where they need to be. Who'd, who'd you say the better team was, the Angels or the Twins? If I'm being honest, it depends. I mean, the Twins are decimated uh, by injuries right now. Full go, full go. We'll go full go. I think I take the Twins. Long I think go. the starting pitching is that is that much better on the Twins. Okay. Um, in a short series, mm. like a three game set between the Twins and the Angels could go either way. Like because Shohei and Trout could take that series over in a heartbeat. Um, Ooh. But like if like Correa, like his, he's just started to go. For, I don't want to keep talking Twins. I I, <laughs> I would say the Twins are probably a better baseball team. Full go, full go. Man, that uh, Angels Texas might be might be a good flip for me this week. Angels fans are gonna just be all over me. Good. I don't know why. You 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 baited me into oh, that big time. I'm I'm baiting. I'm, right now. I'm just a big dumb fish. Like, oh, that's a. <laughs> I've never seen a purple worm before. Yum. Mm. What an idiot. Please, I do, can't believe you do that. Do not say baited and purple worm right now. Trev, <laughs> the uh, the last series in the AL, I'll be honest with the people, wasn't super locked in. Uh, Orioles sweep the Royals. And by the way, I said it briefly, but, you know, there's been a lot of hate on the A's this year because for obvious reasons. The Oakland Athletics now have 17 wins. The Kansas City Royals have 18. So if you were a person that was... Oakland, and how can they put this on the field? It's one of the worst products we've ever seen. They're trying to lose, blah, blah, blah. Royals have one more win. Um, and the Orioles and that, are yeah, they're, really good Yeah, they're trying to win. Kind of. I will say one thing. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about one of the players a little bit later in the show. I, yes. I watched some of the highlights here. Austin Hayes, homers on the first pitch in the first game. Yep. He like moonwalked to first base. I don't know if you saw it. If you if you didn't see it, Jake, I'd go pull it up. It's okay. pretty. He takes a swing. He's a right hander. Turns on an inside fastball. Hits it down the line, and then he like turns around and like goes backwards for three or four steps. Moonwalks all over Kansas City's great. Yeah, I just and watched he... it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It looks like a highlight from the 70s or something. Yeah. Yeah. He knew they were going to sweep him. He's like, I'll just hit a homer here and just end this series right now. Baltimore. Anyways. Yeah, you're, you're talking about one of their guys later that I, I think uh, is a fun, good talking point. And Orioles, back at it, 41-24. and 24. Um Whew, good teams are going to miss the playoffs in the AL. Let's talk a little National League baseball, Trev. Mm. National League is brought to you by FOCO. And at Talking Baseball, we are joining forces with the good folks at FOCO. You guys probably know by now, but if you don't, they're the ultimate fan gear. They're partnered with the MLB and the MLBPA, so they've got player stuff. They've got team stuff. Uh if you're looking for good gear to wear to the game, FOCO has it. They have all your needs for 162 games and beyond, whether you're at home or the ballpark. So head over to FOCO.com slash JohnBoy, F-O-C-O.com slash JohnBoy. Gear up right now, and with code JohnBoy, you'll get 15% off your order at FOCO.com. 
Foco, find your fandom. There's a link in the description. If you've seen me wearing some fun Yanks gear, it was probably from Foco. Um, go check out their website. They got a lot of, lot of good stuff. Holy smokes. National League Baseball. The Philadelphia Phillies, they take two out of three from the Doyers. How about it, Phillies? How's your walk-off? Schwarbaum, game one. Hello, like that. Ranger Suarez with a good start. Trev, I'm going to start giving you a little credit because you had Bobby Miller, um, and he does it again. Six innings, zero earned runs. His name is Mookie Butts, Betts as they put up a nine spot. But then Trey Turner, yeah. Yeah, Phillies win. Castellanos and Stott have big days at the office. Um, Nola was throwing away a bunch of baseballs and got in trouble for that. Sure. Mets. Metsy as it gets. The Pirates, the first place Pirates, take two out of three from Pittsburgh. Dick Mountain drops it as the whole offense goes crazy in game one. They win by a touchdown 14 to 7. Mets win on Sangaday. Canna and Fam get it done? What year is it? Um, but then Mitch Keller, he drops it on the table. Good bounce back start for him. And Jack Sawinski homers. Pirates take two out of three. Mets fans, uh-oh. Co- Cohen's giving quotes. The Cubbies take two out of three from San Francisco. They win the first two games. Kyle Hendricks, hello. Eight innings pitch, one hit. What a catch by Mikey Talkman. In the gap, Stroman and DiScalfani, they dueled in the first game. Saya and Horner with the big pinch hit to help get it done. Jock Peterson had a four-hit day. You know my guy Tyro Estrada got involved um, in the Giants' win in that final game. Uh, Good for the Cubbies winning a set. Braves take two out of three from the Nationals. Um, They won the first two games. A couple young studs, Josiah Gray and Smith Shover. Uh, in that first game, uh, Braves win 3-2 to two every day. Eddie Rosario, my goodness, and Arcia breaks up the tie. Absolutely. Ronald Acuna Jr., yawn, three hits, uh, homer, three RBI. Uh, and then some of the baby nets, Kiebert Ruiz and Luis Garcia, two hit days as Jamer might be traded this year. Homer, um, oh yeah, Olsen leaves the stadium. Don't mind me, date my daughter. Padres... They almost get the sweep of Kelsey Wingert's rocks, but a little rain delay and some power. Uh, Nolan Jones with the walk-off homer. You might hear something about Ryan McMahon later. Hey, Manny Machado's back, and he's making some special plays, and he's hitting, and that's what it's about. If the San Diego Padres are going to go, they miss the sweep. Coco Montes makes his debut, and man, do I like that name. Man, do I like that name. Trev's giving me the stink eye right now. Reds take two out of three from the St. Louis Cardinals. And basically, that's the better team winning. Uh, Be lively, your guy in the first one. Uh, Ends up not having the prettiest line. That's the game St. Louis wins. Jordan Walker, Jordan Montgomery. Okay, MJ year. Nolan Arenado with a homer. I think that was a 3-0 pitch. But then Cincy, they got more kids. Andrew Abbott is not giving up runs. Ellie De La Cruz will not be beat to first base. Reds, they take two out of three to stay above the Cardinals in the National League, and that's what happened in the National League.
What was that Texan stink guy, Trev? I just learned something about Brandon Crawford. I think it's the most probably the most unbelievable stat I've seen this year. Let's hear it. You want me to just go into yeah. it? Or do you want to give the standings and wait till we get to that? I, you have me on on the end of the line. I'm the I'm the purple fish okay. right now. Purple worm. Brandon Crawford has played 1,600 games in his career. Yeah. It's a lot of games. He's never played another position other than shortstop. Yeah. Never. I see guys with the Twins play three positions in one freaking game right now. Brandon Crawford has never played another position at the big league level. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Like, never had to move anywhere or find another player that's done that. Uh, well, if you like him, you're going to love my guy Jeter. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves, 40-25 and 25 oh atop gosh. the East. The Florida, Crawford's a good defender. The Florida Fish, 37-29. Three-and-a-half back, eight-and-two in their last ten. The Phillies, a game under 500. Okay, okay, okay. They're a game-and-a-half above the New York Mets, uh, who are in fourth place with the Nationals trailing them. The Pittsburgh Pirates jump back into first place in the Central, 34-30. and 30. Let's go. Game up on Milwaukee as they have their Super Bowl this week against the Twins. Cincinnati is 31-35, and 35, four games back of first place. The Cubs and St. Louis bringing up the rear, continuing to do that. The Snakes are 40-25. and 25. They are tied for the best record in the National League. They're atop the West, three and a half up on the Dodgers. Giants are a game above 500. Padres, 31 and 34. Ew. Rockies, 27 and 40. Trevor. He's never DH'd. No need. I know he's been in the National League, but people right. like the DH has been universal for a couple of years now. He's 35, 36, last couple of years. That makes sense. Way to go. That's math. Add one. Mm. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I just I didn't know that. It's good. June Kyle Schwarber strikes again. Uh, his June numbers are crazy. Um, just like lifetime. He hits the walk off. Ranger Suarez has been really good in his last three starts. Circle that for me, because if we're talking about the Phillies getting in the mix and getting hot. Um, they're going to need those starting pitching efforts. We talked about Tywin Walker last time. Um, and again, standings-wise, and I don't know how much teams are, are really looking at this come June, Phillies, as of right now, are a game and a half out of the NL wild card. So uh, as much as their struggles ha have seemed this year, they're in a position that we thought the Phillies would be in at this point. All of these teams that, you know, people are down on. The Padres, yeah, sure, were they supposed to win the NLS for a lot of people? Yeah, they're not, but they're two and a half games out of the wild card. The Giants, who, you know, people probably don't even think about, are a game over 500 and a half game out of the wild card. So it's, the National League is going to be pretty intense. The American League is, that's getting, there's getting some separation there. You know, right now, within four games of a wild card card spot there's only two teams the angels are one and a half games out toronto's half game out so it's the national league is going to be dicey yeah man and i i, I think there's going to be serious ramifications come the trade deadline because if Ooh, you say that again ramifications 
Yeah. You like that? Um, you know, I, the New York Mets, three games out at 31 and 35, like, they're, uh, I'll tell you, that Cohen guy, he doesn't seem like a selling fella. Um, but yeah, if the National League's all in it, that this thin trade deadline we've talked about, I mean, the National League might screw everyone over because I, I don't know. Will, will the, would the Cardinals actually sell? I mean, they, I think, depending on the given day, they can have the best run differential in the NL Central. So, I don't know where it's heading. Deadline, it feels like our, your hopes for exciting things are Cubs and Giants fall apart, but Farhan already said, like, nope, we're, we're not selling pop. So, it's, um, I think it's getting to that point, and, and I don't know, we're kind of all over the place right now with the NL, but it's getting to the point for me where, like, the Cardinals, I mean, they may not have enough time. Call them dead. They're seven games back of a wild card spot. They'd have to go on a, a run, like a run like the Phillies went on last year. They And I don't know, I honestly don't know if they have the starting pitching to do that. It's... They're going to be the most fascinating team at the trade deadline because they do have people they can trade away. And if you're not going to be in the race, maybe you alleviate some of that and you kind of restock and replenish, but they but they're also like in a window and like yeah. it's they're they're in a tough position. They've put themselves in a tough position. They've done it to themselves. Uh, I mentioned Taiwan Walker at one nine three ERA in his last five starts for the Phillies. So they um, he's found something. Trey huh? Turner, he's found that split. That splitty. Trey Turner's had a couple good games. Like I think if you're a Phillies fan, it feels like a little streak could be coming. Let me do schedule watch. Uh, Dodgers don't give a shit about anything. Bobby Miller. Um, they do give a shit about something. They do. Bobby Miller does look like a freaking animal out there. I'm very excited that. He's been as good as advertised. Oh, West Coast trip for the Phillies. My snakes for four, and then Oakland. Um, it's just never easy. It's never easy. Um, Mets, man, it's... I'll t- Trev, New York sports, not on cloud nine right now. No. Um, they drop another series. They do it to the first place Pirates, who, again, just came off losing a series to Oakland, so it's... Where where's your head at at the time? Um, this one, I mean, this one went as the starting pitching went. I mean, you went Rich Hill does this thing against you, and Key Brian Hayes, who's been really good offensively as of late, has you know four ribbies. He goes for five for five on the day. They have some other contributions offensively. You win, you put up fourteen runs, you're gonna win the game. Uh, and then Sanga has his outing, and Keller has his outing. Keller had some absolutely nasty stuff going yeah. in that last game. Um, yeah, the Mets are going through right now. I, Cohen's quotes are interesting because he said that you know he wants to do something, but he doesn't think that that would necessarily play well if you were just to go blow everything up. He doesn't think that would be, you know, it, it could be counterproductive to do that. Uh, so I think the, there there'll be some changes. I think they'll be aggressive at the deadline, but you know, there's only so much you can do with a team. And Pete being out is very, very tough for them. Yeah. 
He's a he's a rock, man. He's a constant threat. Um, like I said, a little two-gamer subway set coming up. Scherzer, Verlander, Cole Severino, buckle up. Two struggling New York teams. Uh, little Pirates love, which I've been trying to do lately because I, I, I sold pretty hard on them. Key Brian Hayes has gone nut job, uh, 19 for 34. Nut job, that's a 558 batting average. Couple multi-run innings from the Pirates in that first game. That always feels impactful when you just can't stop the bleeding. Um, and then, like you said with Keller, I mean, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. He's he's probably looking at an all-star game. Um, people kind of thought the breakout was coming. And it all gets uh, highlighted with a McCutcheon highlight that I don't think we're talking about later. Um... I had something else to say. Okay. Key Brian Hayes, mechanical adjustment. Mm. Interesting to me, he went to a toe tap. You know, he's kind of doing that whole thing. The leg lift is, you just have to be so right with your timing with it. And a lot of guys struggle with that, repeating it, uh, being on time for pitches. So, you know, the toe tap is something that is kind of an old school approach. You just have your foot down a little bit earlier. I hear some of these new age hitting gurus grimacing when I say toe tap and get your foot down early. But the truth of the matter is, and I actually talked to uh, the twins hitting coaches about this a little bit. The truth of the matter is you can do a lot of stuff in the cages and you can create an A swing. And what's okay. Let's just get into this. All right, let's go. Because it's (sighs) a lot of new age hitting technology has come from golf. A lot of the tech came from golf, okay? And in golf, you can perfect your swing. And you can do all these things to get more power, and you're you're just doing everything. And mechanics means so much because the ball just sits there. So you could do whatever you want as long as you get to the spot you know, and and you're driving the ball accurately. You can try to swing as hard as you want. The ball is just sitting there. Now you can do that in baseball in the cage, off the tee, mm. front toss, BP, heck, even off high velo machines. Because you know what's coming. It's essentially like the ball is just sitting there, like on a tee. But you get into a big league game and things change. You can't just have a massive hack because. You don't control the variables, and a pitcher can throw you different pitches in different locations, so you have to be able to get your barrel there on time one way or the other. And a lot of times for guys, what you can do in the cage, you can't bring into games, and it comes to a point in almost every single big leaguer's career where you have to say, shit, I got to do something different here. Like, I'm not getting there. So for Key Brian to, like, you know, make that adjustment, you know, will, will he ever go back to a leg kick? Maybe. But right now, he's finding success with this, getting his foot down, all that good stuff. Uh, it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting because you want to have as much power in your swing as possible because that's how you win games is by slugging, you know, extra base hits, hitting homers. But, you know, the mental side of it is you got to, like, at least continuously barrel the ball up. You can't just be – if you, you know, guys that – or all-or-nothing type hitters that strike out a lot and hit homers, mentally it's draining, dude. Right. 
Like no one talks about that part of it. Like you, you got to be able to barrel the ball up just for your sanity. And I think uh, Key Brian Hayes came to that re- uh, realization. And here we go, man. I'm excited. I, I love when guys make mechanical adjustments. Good job, Key. By the way, plays a pretty damn good third base. Um, man. Go Pirates, go New York. Uh, God. Things are, when was, uh, things are about to get ugly. So Tommy Hunter. I yeah. was on Tommy Hunter Save Watch. Unfortunately, the Mets didn't score, and then he got optioned or designated. I think he got designated. So if you took the uh, – definitely not optioned anymore. He's played for 50 years. Um, if you took the under on .5 saves, I think you might have won the bet. Although I'm not counting him out just yet. Oh, he's not out. He's fresh arm in Who's... the pen. <laughs> Trevor – what else? God, we're we're cranking. Um, Cubs take two out of three. Uh, big pinch hit by Nico Horner. I know Cubs fans are mm. hoping that sparks him. He got hot out of the gates. He'd been slumping a little bit. My guy Morrell, who I I talk about loving, he had a I think he had an O for twenty two that gets broken up. Um, that Hendricks to Merriweather game uh, is awesome. Hendricks had faced one over the minimum going into the. Um, Going into the eighth with a no-hit bid. Uh, and then on that that final game, a, c- a couple of the Giants, Jock Peterson, Tyro Strada, go look at his stat page, putting together a monster season. Yes, he is. Did He, he won a pedal, didn't he? Um, I think he was fighting for a pedal. I thought he came up short. Maybe April he got a pedal. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much on this, I'll be honest. I mean, Strowman's continue to do his thing. He's looked great. You know, you, you kind of wonder what they're going to do with him because he's been pretty vocal about wanting to be a Cub, and he's saying that they have not offered him anything. That was interesting. And, that gave me Soto situ- vibes. In a situation like this, if maybe they aren't interested in bringing him back on an, on an extension and he has the player option, is he, like, now the biggest trade piece maybe besides Shohei, but I don't think they're trading Shohei, people. Um, is he the biggest trade piece out there? Mm. For what he's done, the ability to keep the ball in the park, he's looked nasty, you know, like the energy he brings. It's going to be interesting. Where are the Cubs sitting right now? I mean, they're back. They're I got it up here somewhere. They're back. They are 28-37. and 37. They're a game and a half up on St. Louis. Five and a half out of a wild card spot right now. Yep. That's something to keep your eye on. And you're right. Then you have the the Kyle Hendricks game. He looks incredible. And then the last game, I have a question for you. Okay. You know, Giants get up big. I've called many times for like a white flag. Right. Like let's Mercy like roll. the position player pitching thing is insane. Although now we've seen it a couple different times where Gabe has done the anti- white flag right like we're like you like he's telling the other team like you should just give up now because i'm gonna throw a position player while we're ahead yeah and i wanted to text ian happen and say how does that feel like are you guys pissed like for all these unwritten rules and, and you know baseball players get so mad about everything like all the time and i've been having really fun conversations with justin morneau about that because he's pretty old school so we have 
different takes on the way the game is right now. But like this to me is like pretty insulting if you're the other team, bro. You bring Brandon Crawford in, who's never played another position, not even DH in his whole big league career, and all of a sudden he's throwing the ninth when they're winning. Yeah. But nobody seems to care about this. Am I the only one that cares about this? Um, no, I, I think, Trev, you know what the problem is going to be? Is if it, if it ever actually burnt a team. Like if Brandon Crawford well, it, went out and gave up five runs and then a reliever came in and gave up another five and a team lost a game. Uh, I mean, Brandon Crawford won it one inning shut piece. Said he's got a better ERA than Cole. Throwing some funk up there. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, but it it actually, if you really think about it, it is smart. If you don't want to waste any more relievers and you just want you're like, hey, let's we have some guys we don't want to throw today. If he does get into trouble, yeah, you can just start to warm up a real pitcher. Right. Same problem. So, I mean, this is, I know that's what Gabe is thinking. Like, well, it just makes sense. Why would we waste one of our pitchers if we don't want to throw him when we have this cushion to just have a position player go in there and do it? The chances of you scoring eight runs in an inning, even off a position player, are pretty slim. Right. I don't know, man. I guess I'm on a freaking island here. Yeah, I don't know. I it's kind of uh you know, if you don't want to see it, don't get to that point. And if you get to that point, fucking hit Brandon Crawford. But they didn't. Maybe some getaway stuff <laughs> in there. I don't know. When the Cardinals pitched pool holes, they were up and it was against the Giants, so he got They were he, up that game? Yeah, they were up that game. So maybe uh maybe Kapler got that play from the Cardinals. Yeah, because that's like that's a new thing. I don't recall that like pretty much ever happening before. I'd love to know if someone is like a really stat savvy person that listens to this show. Let me know if that's ever really happened before, prior to the last what three years, two years. <laughs> the two times Yachty pitched last year, one was in a win, one was in a loss. Was it a Cardinals thing? I don't know. Okay, I think Let's I've seen on. the Rays on both sides of it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not as offended. Um, <laughs> Braves, uh, Braves, Nats. I, I think what I want to highlight here: uh, a, some good young talent on the field, but b, um, I don't know. Something that snuck up on me, and and Peter Moylan tweeted it out, and I kind of did like a what? Uh, Jesse Chavez, who's been a kind of a joke in baseball and talking baseball because if he goes to another team, he's not good. But if he's on the Braves, he's electric. He's been like all-star level good. One five five ERA over 29 innings. They're starting a Jesse Chavez all-star campaign down there because a, a good, good multi-inning reliever is as valuable as a piece in baseball, and he's been doing that. Uh, at one point, the Braves won their seventh consecutive game. Um, before dropping the final game to the Nats. Um, Trub? I love me a Jesse Chavez story. Vamanos Way on Instagram. Go check him out. He's a he's a special cat. I've known Jesse for years. Since 2007, I believe. How long ago was that? 15 years? Quick math? Thir- 16 years. Better math. Mm. Um, that's awesome. Braves, and- two out of three for the Nats. Not a story, necessarily. Yeah. We have some guys, you know, Smith Shover making his debut. That's great. Josiah Gray, I think, has had a really, really good year, mm-hmm. um, which is cool for the 
Nats, and he was a John Boy Media yeah. office visitor, which so is friend. we like those guys. Sat on sat on the casting couch with him. Um, here's a fun fact: the Atlanta Braves tied for best record in the National League. Thirty-eight starts have come from pitchers twenty-four or younger. That's twice as many as the Guardians, who are second with 19. 59% of the Brave starts have had a starting pitcher on the mound who's 24 or younger. That's a nice stat right there. That's, I would not have guessed that. That's wild. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, Elder, I didn't, I didn't know Elder was 24 years old, so that's on me. I knew Strider was. Schuster, I, I did know. But then, yeah, Max hasn't started, and Kyle Wright hasn't started, and then the rest of them are started by a guy that's fifty years old. Charlie Morton, uh, Alex <laughs> so Call, Alex Call, robbing Michael Harris too of a homer. That's tough when you're when you're a guy that had a tough start to the season and you're getting homers robbed. That that would drive me. That would drive me insane. Have you seen? I mean, I'm just going back. Just just really. Okay. Twins blue jaying it up, but Ooh. the twins have played the blue jays twice in two series in the last, I don't know, like two weeks or three weeks. And Dalton Varsho, your guy, yeah, four times against the twins has like almost robbed the homer, but hasn't robbed any yeah. of them. He's got to he get going one over soon. it on the broadcast. It's and you know, KK's in the Doug out being like Varsh, like I would have caught all four of those. <laughs> those all mean, four of them. Those would be outs. By the way, this is for you and you only, and maybe Bieber's too, because I think okay. you'll also like this. Uh spent some time with KK over the weekend. The legs are massive. Yeah. Mm. Like he's squatting in the gym, Jake. You would yeah. be you'd be impressed. It's a ground-up sport. I love watching him play center field. Um, Circling back briefly, Hanser Alberto, friend, we like him. Pitched in 10 games last year. Dodgers record in those 10 games, 8-2. and two. They used him in eight wins. What? Am I just an idiot who just doesn't pay attention? It's crazy. It's just a weird thing. Um, okay. Never mind what I said about any of the, that stuff. Trav, beautiful Coors Field. Mm. The Padres looking to get the go the go button pressed. And if you look at the first two box scores, Machado and Tatis, multi-hit games in both of those games. Snell drops it on the table in the final game. Seven innings pitch, 12 Ks, one earned run. A little rain delay. They end up, they end up blowing it at the end. Uh, couple big boy homers, Trev. Big boy homers. Just like I said, how many times are, you know, Machado, Tatis, Gary Sanchez, and Trent Grissom going to homer in the same game? Right. That's what I said, right? Right. Those four guys? Yes. Throwing Brandon Dixon as well. Yeah. Cronenworth had a three-hit day. Gary Sanchez batting cleanup. Like, that's... that's Resurgence. Where, that's where I know, you know, I get I get a little too defensive over El Gary. I get that, but there's feelings involved. That's how life works. Um, But the fact that he can hit fourth for the San Diego Padres... That in itself says something. Uh, go look up the play Machado made, um, yes. running into foul territory and a little tip drill, Nelly. Um, 
And I think you're talking. You Darvish. You're talking a little rocks in a bit, Trev. Little rocks in a bit. You Woo! Darvish snaps for a hundred wins. Snaps. That's a, a nice. It's a nice round number there. Welcome to the hundred club. Yes, as you welcome everyone in baseball to the hundred club. Doesn't matter. Um, also, shout out Malibu Mike. I actually saw this homer. Saw okay. live, so that was cool. You were golfing with the guy just a couple weeks ago. It felt like. No, that was a long time ago. <laughs> His golf game has suffered, let me tell you that. That's what having a zillion kids will do to you. <laughs> little analytics there. Um, Trev, the final NL series. Cardinals-Reds. Reds take two out of three. Again, Cardinals, they just live in that hole until they don't. And if you're the Reds, we're now adding they had – a group of young, fun guys we were kind of into. And like, all right, don't know what it means, but cool, Spencer Steer. I'm, I'm about it. Let's see what else you got. Um, now Andrew Abbott is in the mix, uh, yeah. not giving up earned runs. Uh, obviously, you probably heard about Ellie De La Cruz, and you probably saw him beat Wayno to first because it's, it's a special athleticism that you don't normally see on a baseball field. And this result is not surprising, and that's... Kind of the problem if you're a Cardinals fan. No, I mean, the way that the Reds been playing, the, the, the youth movement that's there and, like, you know, the energy that they've been playing with as of late. Yeah, putting them up against the Cardinals team who's been just, I mean, I was going to say mediocre, but they haven't been mediocre. Huh. They've been less than that. I mean, it's, they came out, put a jolt into it, took two out of three, even though you lose the first game, a tough start for my guy, Ben Lively, but to come back and, and, and do it, you have your two young guys, green and Abbott do, uh, pitching after that. Uh, it's, it's, I hope it's sustainable. I really do. Cause the reds have been such a fun team to watch and what a story it would be like, Hey, let's you bring the young kids up and they do the thing. I'm a little worried about, regression and you know the league getting a look at these guys but you know mclean's been up there for a while yeah. and and spencer steer's been up there for a while so you'd think there'd be some adjustment periods already but those guys have continued to go um i think it's sustainable what this reds team is doing like they just have that energy right now and if they can continue to get like some starting pitching which I think like is kind of, you know, we'll see if they can. Obviously, Abbott adding him to the mix changes things. I think Hunter Green will be good. You know, sometimes you look at his numbers, you're not sure, but I I I I have him as being very much a plus pitcher and a guy that you don't want to face like come a playoff series. Um if they can go figure something else out there, I think we're looking at a team that can really like do damage and, and find themselves in a playoff spot and be scary in the playoffs. I will, I will be rooting for some Reds baseball and I'll be rooting for the central to stay messy because Trev hope is a dangerous thing. You know, this and young people are filled with hope. And the longer this Reds team has hope, they are dangerous. Um, and I don't know how long it lasts. I don't, but I don't know if you if you laid out the Reds and the Pirates rosters on paper, how how far off are they right now? I I don't think that far. I I know the Brewers are supposed to be, but here they are. The Cardinals were supposed to be, and I mean, 
And the Reds don't even have to get like, you know, a typical, like they don't need to get six, seven innings out of their starters. They have a good bullpen. Like it's, let's just get some like, like Lively's done a good enough job. Like obviously a blow up start uh, here, but you know, like he can be your four or five guy, like green needs to step up. I mean, I don't, it's very difficult and it's a lot to put on Abbott to come up and say, Hey, continue to do what you're doing. Cause he hasn't given up any runs. Right. And his two starts. Um, but, you know, five innings, maybe six innings every once in a while, kick it to the bullpen, let your young guys on offense do their thing. It's it's going to be fun to watch. And you couldn't say that about Reds baseball in the last couple of years at all. They for 2020, and then they blew the whole dang thing up. But mm. I'm excited about this. And for Cardinals fans, holy crap. I don't know, man. Trevor, let's do some IL quick. Whoo, it's a big yep. Chris Rose is going to slap you across the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I don't. You know what? We're finishing this show. I'm not leaving early. Let's go. Well, the Marlins take two out of three from the White Sox, which, again, not a surprise if you've been tracking this 2023 season. White Sox won the first game. Dylan Cease has been getting it going. Six innings. One earn. How about a good Sandy start? Seven innings, one earn in game two. Soler and Gene Segura. They've been waiting for him to get it going. And then Soler does it again. Those stats on the season are now getting to a good place. Braxton Garrett, as well as Brian De La Cruz. The boys are bopping. The energy is high with the Marlins. They are on a bit of a heater right now as they take two or three from the White Sox um, and De La Cruz in that final game. He's having fun on the bases. Giolito stats are looking better. Um, D-back sweep the Tigers. Don't even need to talk about it because you got the best team in the National League being up on one of the worst teams in the American League. 11-6 on Merrill Kelly Day. Corbin Carroll, three hits, two homers, accidental grand slam. Ryan Nelson shuts him out. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., go look at his stats. And then the D-backs. How's your comeback win? That same Corbin Carroll guy, a little Paven power, and Christian Walker. Outfielder bobbles the ball, so Corbin Carroll scores from first on a single. Um, it's insanity. Good for Kerry Carpenter. Good series for the Tigers. They are on the struggle bus in a big way. And speaking of, the Oakland Athletics sweep the Milwaukee Brewers, boogity, boogity, boogity. Blackburn Tehran duel in game two. That goes to extras. A's get the win. And man, they put up eight on the final day. They can't be stopped. Loriano, big two run triple, and Jonah Bride driving in a pair. The A's are on a five game win streak. It's kind of the beauty of this goddamn sport. I am so happy for the guys in that locker room. Rooker and Brown homers. And Sears, who's been their best starter, he uh, he gets recorded uh, with the win in that game. Brewers, what is you doing, baby? And that's what happened in the eye. Snaps, baby. What's the IL standings? You just love it. That's a joke I do every time. You just love time. it. And I'm happy that you love it, to be honest with you. Um, 
Marlins, White Sox. White Sox, you can actually, I've said this before, you can butter knife their numbers uh, since the start of May that they've been playing a lot better brand of baseball than we've been worth used to with the, with the White Sox. Uh, Marlins, uh, they had an easy stretch of schedule at Oakland, which, by the way, I guess that's not an easy stretch anymore. The Royals, which I mentioned that it's easier than you probably have thought. Um, I think it's just having a little bit of offense, like we've alluded to with Miami forever. Uh, the Arise guy chasing four bills. And Jorge Soler, Soler is now having one of the better seasons in baseball uh, coming off of a massive series, a 905 OPS, uh, 19 homers, Cuban ball players. Trev, I've been trying to tell you. Love me some Cuban ball players. And yes, uh, look, <clears throat> that's what the Marlins have needed for the last two years. Just, just give me some offense to go along with our great starting pitching. Now, Sandy's been kind of, I guess, up and down this year from his standards. Uh, I mean, these starts yes. here. I mean, Perez gives you five innings pitch, one and run. Sandy, seven innings pitch, one and run. Braxton Garrett, five innings pitch, no earned runs. It's like you do that and you have some guys and you spread the offense out a little bit, you're going to win series. And that's what they've been able to do all, all year long. And they've put themselves in a pretty dang good position where they can be buyers at the deadline. And, you know, does Jose Arise just, excuse me, Jose Arise, Luis Arise just being on base all the time, does that help? I think so. Now, like, he's not slugging or, or doing like stealing bases, but like you're putting traffic out there on the base pass. Pretty much. Every time or every other time he's up, he's going to be on the base pass. And I think that helps. And it gets everybody else going as well. You talk about hitting being contagious. Well, okay, then. Then you have Jorge Soler doing it and De La Cruz. And, you know, you get some different games from different people on the roster. And you find yourselves winning series because of it. You rely on your pitching, get enough hitting, some timely hitting. And that's kind of the name of the game, man. Miami Marlins are going to be fun to track because they're 37 and 29 the same record as the Dodgers. The Marlins, June 12th, same record as the Dodgers. Uh, the difference between those two teams is an 82-run differential. Dodgers are plus 62. Marlins are minus 20. The Cardinals are minus 1. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, is, is the sky going to fall and the bottom drop out? I don't know. They just took care of their business and a nice part of their schedule. Um, their vibes seem off the chart whenever I tune into some some fish baseball. Um, why not believe in something? Um, AL Central. Uh, White Sox. Why not believe in something? <laughs> White Sox, after winning that first game, were 21-15 and 15 since the start of May. Uh, they end up losing the next two, so 21-17. and 17. But, again, still from where the White Sox were, it's a better brand of baseball in the messy mid. Trev, we're going to talk some snakes this whole year and coming up in awards, but they sweep the Tigers and in the fashion that they do it in. Uh, relentless. That's the word. You've called them Ray's Light before? Yeah. Kind of like that? Uh, but though, they take care of business. Like, we're done saying surprise team. We're saying good team beats bad team. Good team sweeps bad team. They're in that category now. 
Uh, I mean, we can talk as much as you want about Corbin Carroll and the things that he can do on a baseball field, but there's other guys getting it done as well. Um, this is a team that isn't going anywhere. And whether they were, <clears throat> whether that's on your timeline or not, they don't care. Their timeline is now. They're getting the job done. Extend their manager. Evan Longoria tells the truth always. Mm. I mentioned him last episode. Emmanuel Rivera's been on a heater for them as as kind of a depth piece even. Nick Ahmed's homer and Lourdes Gurriel. He's um, had a great year, Lourdes Gurriel. And then, yeah, I, I retweeted it. Uh, at Talking Jake, follow. Um, game on the line. Snakes are down. Ninth inning. Christian Walker gets the base hit. Should tie the game. There's a bobble by the right fielder. And the runner on first base was Corbin Carroll. Yep. So with two outs, he's running on the pitch. There's a bobble. He scores from first so easily because he flies around the bases. And it's um, it's why I think me and Trev aren't scared to throw around Ray's light in a scared way because they, they really do just. Corbin Carroll's a 968 OPS. Not OPS plus with steals. That's, well, OPS S plus um, yeah. are made up sets. That's, that's, he's an MVP candidate. We're a third of the way through the year. Is that what it is? Yeah, just about. 3.1 B war. I mean, we're talking on a pace for like a nine win season. He's going to be top five MVP getter. Eligible for the rookie National of the League. year as well, Trev. Sheesh. Tigers, they had some good performances. Jake Rogers, two homers. Baez, Kerry Carpenter. Losers, season's falling out. Sorry. The Oakland Athletics sweep the Milwaukee Brewers. Brew Chris is more about the Brew Crew than anything. Although Willie Adamas came out and actually had some nice words to say about the A's, I read that he's saying they come, they came and executed, and this is baseball. They executed their pitches. They had good at bats, and you know he said a lot of people in the uh, you know talk about them as you know not being. He didn't say this, but I'm paraphrasing, like not being a real team. But he said they're a big league team, and when they do those things, they're going to win ball games. And we didn't do those things. As as. That's difficult to get swept by the Brewers or by the A's. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, you slice it. And the reason anyway you slice it. The reason it happened, Trev, I alluded to this. Like the offense is becoming more the offense is becoming major league. I mean, not high end, but like Noda, uh, the the kid. He's starting to yes. figure it out. Um, you know, Seth Brown, Loriano, like like there's guys in that lineup, Langeliers, that you're getting pro at bats. They weren't getting pro pitching. They got five innings from Luis Medina as the follower. Five innings to earn runs. Paul Blackburn, six shut. And then J.P. Sears gave them uh, five. Five innings to earn runs. So when you're getting that, that you, we've alluded to with the other teams, you mentioned it with the Marlins, when you get that, you can win games. And they've reeled off five in a row. Um, historically bad start. One win shy of the Royals. I'm going to see the Brewers up close and personal. I know that their on-base percentage as a team is like 305 or something like that. It's one of the fifth – it's like fifth worst in all of baseball. 
that ain't going to get it done. And it feels like forever, Jake, we've been talking about mm. the Brewers' offense. Yeah. And what can you do to get it going? Lifetime of this show, basically. We need help offensively. It's almost the same thing we've said about the Marlins. Yeah. Continuously. You have the pitching. Are you going to do enough offensively? And, you know, this year we started out with the freshmen and and things are going to be different. Mm. And it just, uh, it hasn't been different. But they're in the division, you know, similar to, you know, the, the it's the central divisions aren't great. We know that. So they've been able to hang around. They got jumped by the Pirates now. Trev. Curious to see what they do. What, what do you do if you're the Brewers? I'm going to put my purple worm in your mouth. Do you think we're seeing a more mid-central because of the balanced schedules? No, because I don't. Okay. And I, I only say that because I know like the Twins have either had a winning record against the AL East or they've They've beaten they've beaten the good teams. They they've won the series season series against the Astros, the Blue Jays, and the Yankees. Um, and those ones are all complete. Like I, I I don't I don't necessarily buy into that. I, I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, you're gonna have the full update on the Brew Crew as you get a front row seat for them. Go Oakland, go. Hey, maybe you'll keep the team in town. Um, Trev, let's get on. To stand out performances. performances. And those and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and not take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. You got to take care of yourself. In college, that, that used to be Jimmy's line to me. He used to just walk by me and he'd say, Jake, take care of yourself. Um, it works sometimes. Um, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online. Brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime. No additional charge because you want to like who you're talking to about all this stuff. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash baseball. Name of the show, people. You get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash baseball. There's a link in the description. Take care of your mentals. Take care of yourself with Ooh, better. Take care of your mentals. Better help. Trev, who's your standout performance? Standout performance. My standout performance is going to Gunnar Henderson. Ooh. He goes three for five with a double, a homer, three ribbies, and two runs scored. He hit the farthest ball to land on Utah Street in Camden Yard's 31-year history, 462 feet, 113.8 off the bat. And, look, I think we talked a lot about the Orioles this year and you know what they've been able to do. We haven't really talked a lot about Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Quietly got the OPS up to 804. The OPS plus sitting at 124. You know, he's hitting 236, but people, he started to slug a little bit. He's got the 350 on base percentage, 455 slug. And over his, uh, over the last month, excuse me, last 28 days, where is that? The worst at this. 
988 OPS plus. Last 14 days, 1.2. Last seven days, 1.6. He's starting to go. He's feeling himself. And for the Orioles, I mean, that's just another another guy that you can count on. He's 21 years old, about to turn 22, June 29th birthday. Mm. Me and him share. I think we're both Geminis, maybe. Don't know if that's true. I just know I am. A 22-year-old doing this? Like, the Orioles know what they're doing. They're bringing the young guys up. They're performing. And I just love to see Gunnar Henderson kind of have this maturation at this age. And, you know, his season is on the rise, will continue to rise. I like watching this guy play. But the thing that was most impressive to me is the furthest ball hit to Utah Street in Camden Yards, Camden Fields history, Camden Yards, Yards. history. Yeah. Like there's been some big boys. Yes. To play, you know, on the Orioles. Chris Davis, I know people don't like to talk about him mm. if you're an Orioles fan, but he hit the crap out of the ball. Three feet furthest short. One. Three feet short of the Camden ever record. It's the number furthest ball hit in a game. Griffey, that Griffey, Jr., who went three feet further in the 93 home run derby. So, yeah. With the juice balls. That's uh. That's real pop. Number one prospect in baseball, and he's starting to go. He's one dotting this month. Um, he's still figuring out lefties a little bit, but and we'll see where that lands this season because that's what I'm going to be interested in by the end of the year. You know, this Orioles team, which has, you know, goals and objectives, are you, are you a platoon guy? No, he's played. That's the thing yeah. that I like because you got to learn how to hit lefties. And he's more getting on base. Been... He's getting on base yeah. versus lefties. He's just not doing anything. Morneau and I have been talking about this because, you know, the Twins have been platooning some of their young hitters like Alex Kirilov and not letting him face the lefties. But it's like, man, like eventually you got to learn to face the lefties. Morneau said like if he wasn't able, wasn't given the chance to right. face lefties, he wouldn't have had the career that he had. Like he learned how to hit lefties because he got the chance to do it. And like in, if you're taking that away from guys, if, if this is a guy you think is going to be around your organization for a long time, like give him the chance to hit. Against lefties and figure it out. Yeah, it's difficult. You might have some growing pains, but you mentioned the on-base percentage. Like, I think it's paramount to be able to do that. Good standout, Trev. Um, I'm keeping it with a guy we actually just hit on the way by, and you thought about doing a double, which I don't know if we've done that in standout before. Uh, I'm staying with Corbin Carroll, and and you just mentioned a lot of it. Um, if you're a WAR person, 3.1. I, I know he's top 10 in the majors right now in WAR. Uh, 308 batting average can swing a contact stick a little bit. 389 on base and a 968 OPS. And by the way, he is on the up and up in all those stats. 19 stolen bases, 13 home runs. Uh, like I just mentioned, he is eligible for Rookie of the Year this year, so I, th- I think he might give some Rookie of the Year MVP-type leaderboard discussions, a conversation. Leading this Snakes team, he is a star. He is a star of star. This month, he has a 1.321 OPS. And Trev, one of my favorite things that I've brought up to you and I brought up to Talking Baseball a few times if you're a Major League Baseball player and, you know, you get a fastball and you run into it and you turn on it and you hit a home run, 
that's cool. But, you know, I, I think major leaguers can do that. Trev, he accidentally hits an opposite field grand slam at Comerica. Like, I don't know, man. Some dudes are different. Some dudes are different. He is one of those dudes, and I mentioned it on the way by, and I want to mention it again, because again, I tweeted it out. Go check in when it mattered, the ninth inning, down a run. Christian Walker puts it into play, and his speed ends up being the difference in a game. And he's, like, difference maker is the word. He's a difference maker for that whole franchise. And by the way, how much better does that locked-up contract look every day that the Snakes did it? I mean, they recognized pretty early. I mean, I want to go look at his minor league numbers. I guess I haven't ever done that with Corbin Carroll. I'm very curious. He's a can't have that man. many at bats in the minors overall 142 games he one dotted it. <laughs> he's a different dude oh boy yeah he is a different dude and like a different body type and he's like almost like i guess this is wrong i was gonna say he's kind of what's he's perfect for the game the way it's been changed now with like you know, he can steal bags and that's kind of what like the Rays figured out is, wow, like we're going to be able to steal bases. So let's just put like the most athletic team we can on the field and just put pressure on constantly. But he, he does that, but he also hits for power. Like he's the rare combination of power and speed that you can get. And Sometimes it's with the bigger guys you get that. When they're young, they can run a lot. But like I feel like his body type is one that's going to continue to be able to run for the foreseeable future. You know, we always see the stats like kind of teeter down and like with the legs and stuff as guys get a little bit older, but I think he's gonna be able to keep doing it for I don't know, maybe the length of this contract. It's an eight year contract, puts him to like thirty, thirty one. Listed 5'10", 165. Would love to five, get... 5'9". Would love to get the numbers there. <laughs> that's... Like, everything is is different about this guy. He's from Seattle, and I'm not putting... I'm not taking away from Seattle baseball, but, yeah. dude. Not necessarily a hotbed. Can I give you an update? not a hotbed. Can I give you an update on Seattle Lake baseball? Lake Snell, Corbin Carroll, hot. In about a month, Trev... All-Star Game Tuesday. We are having a live event. I think tickets are going live, like, as oh, we shnikey. speak. Yeah. Yeah, I got my ticket. I got my I got my flight up there. Me, Trev, Chris Rose, BBD. No Jom, he's having a baby. Um, I think, It'll be out there. I was, I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, he's having a baby. Jolly coming through, but we're going to do a live show, a live talking baseball show. We're going to have a live VIP event before that with very limited tickets. We want it to be an inclusive event. Um, and then we're doing a live show. I think we can cram like, I think we can cram like 300 in there if we want. And then after the live show for the All-Star Game, we're opening up all the doors, um, and it's just going to be a party party. So, um Come come through. If you're going to be in Seattle for the All-Star Game, come hang out with us. We're going to the Derby, uh, and then we're having our event the day of the All-Star Game. We've done this the past couple years. It's a ton of fun. Come through. Um, we love to see you. And, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're literally posting the tickets available, like, 
as we record this, which when you're listening, they're probably already probably up. So out. if you got friends in Seattle, it's going to be a blast. Or if you're coming through, let's do it. All right, it. here, nice let's, let's just trip. give them the real, like, why you should come. Okay, let's hear it. I'm excited for this. Jess and Olivia are probably going to be there. Yeah. Yes. That's about it. Yes. Get your tickets. That's uh, uh in the words of the Romans, uh sex sells. So oh my God. Um, that's not what I was alluding to. What? They're just very nice ladies. Okay, where where are we at in our show? Corbin Carroll on Chris Rotation today talked about growing up in Seattle. Favorite player was Ichiro. Oops. Um Are you sure it wasn't me? You didn't say me. Let's double check. That. I didn't hear you come up. I want to re-listen to the episode just to one sure. day. Do you think somebody's going to say that I was their favorite player growing up? Oh, so what do we need? Oh, didn't didn't like uh, uh, Mendick say that for the White Sox? Oh, Danny Mendick, he, you're his favorite because he's, player. Yeah, because he what saw me did. playing in Rochester a bunch. Oh, I vaguely remember something like that. All right. Whatever, whatever, guys. Maybe <laughs> I'll inspire someone on well, my Blitzball field. While Trev's feeling himself, let's bring him to the tastiest segment of Talking Baseball. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Dalton noted it was a very tough in fuego. A lot of people going off for the series. San Francisco Giant Jock Peterson, 8 for 11 with two homers and five rivers. He had his 20th career multi-homer game and first since May 24th of 2022 when he hit three against the Mets. That seems like they got a stray right there. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., he plays for San Diego, 6 for 12 with two homers or two doubles, a homer, three ribbies, uh, and a stolen base. Jack Sawinski of the Pirates, 5 for 11, two homers, three ribbies for a 1.6-er. For the week of June 5th through June 11th, Andrew Abbott talked about him Reds left-hander, two games started, 2-0, 11 and two-thirds innings pitch, no earned runs. He has walked seven people, but he's K'd 10. Uh, the first Reds pitcher to open with consecutive score starts of five-plus innings since 1893. Mm. Gunnar Henderson, we talked about him, 10 for 19 in the week, a, a one double, three homers, six ribbies, um, one dot six in it over that time. Jose Ramirez, you know he's just going to go off, and he has been 10 for 23, two doubles, four homers, eight ribbies for a 1.5. The two week, this is the one you want to be on, Jake. Yeah. For two weeks, 529 through 611. Corbin Carroll, 20 for yep. 48. 20 for 48, four doubles, one triple, five homers, 14 ribbies, five stolen bases, 1.3. And another Seattle guy on this list, Blake. Freaking Snell. Three games started, 19 innings pitched, one earned run. 19 innings pitched, one earned run. Only six walks and 27 Ks. Let's go, Snell. No wonder he's posting stuff on his IG. He's been balling. And last but not least, Julio Tehran. Are you kidding me? Three games started for the Brew Crew. He's one and one, but he's pitched 19 and a third. Only given up three earned runs. He's K'd 11 people, a 1.48 and four starts since joining the Brewers on May 25th. He's only gotten four runs of support, though, and zero in his last 15 innings. Brew Crew, what is you doing, baby? Let's hit the ball a little bit, kids. And Jake. God. Julio. You're up. 
Julio just dropping it on people, huh? 32 years old. Mm. Two-time All-Star. Give him some runs, Brewers. A massive IL report. Pete Alonso, Jordan Alvarez, they're on the IL. Um, how about Jorge Polanco from your twins? I didn't know that. Vinny Pasquantino just texted him. He says he's okay, but he's on the IL. Jake Fraley, Charlie Blackman, Liam Hendricks. We hate that. Uh, we hate that. Uh, but returning from the aisle, Dylan Carlson, and he had a big game. Jose Alvarado back in that Phillies bullpen. Kerry Carpenter had a big weekend. Adam Duvall, remember when he was beating the world the first couple weeks? He's back for the Sox. Uh, TJ Friedel, Alec Bohm having a Bowman for the Philadelphia Phillies. And that brings us to... Awards! Feels good. Feels right. Casey Lynch just commented on my Instagram post that I was fire. Oops. Whoops. Sorry, Kels. Mm. Um, I think he still loves Kelsey, too. He loves me, but still yes. loves you, Kels. I think, yes. Um, I'm going to give... I, I think I've done this before in a different fashion. I, I still like to bring it up because it is my favorite part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Battle for Helm's Deep. Yeah. Um, as sure. the Urukai are descending on the keep and, you know, all the free men are there ready for battle and King Theoden's looking over and he's watching them march with their fires. Um, it's nighttime and he's standing there ready to defend the keep yeah. and his people. It starts to rain. You hear one little drop of rain. You hear two drops of rain. And then all of a sudden it starts to pour. Uh, we have the errant arrow that we always talk about, and King Theoden says, and so it begins. Ryan McMahon, mm. Colorado Rockies, standing at the plate, down a run. Oh, it starts to rain. And I'm talking not like yeah, little rain, those big old drops that only can happen in Colorado when the sky seems to just open up. Kind of sunny all around but then there's just the you know the, the the rain cloud comes and it just starts pouring on Ryan McMahon. And usually as a hitter you're like this is stupid. What are we doing? I'm about to get hit with the ball in the face. There's no way the pitcher can grip the baseball and you just want to get out of there. But the bat kept going. All of a sudden, wham! Wax the homer to tie the game up and he just gets to run around the bases in the pouring freaking rain i think when i watched it i said that's got to be one of the cooler experiences you can have on a baseball field you tied the game up with the homer but in such a weird scenario you never played baseball in the rain but they decided to keep going and you hit a homer and you're running around being like what is going on right now they end up tarping the field right afterwards rain delay comes they get out of it nolan jones hits one i don't know how far thousand feet because that's what he does um but like I wanted to give a shout out and award to McMahon for being able to be composed in the box, even in the face of tor- a torrential downpour, gets the job done. And then because he did the job, he gets to have this moment that I guarantee he'll never forget. Running around the bases in the rain like that, being like, this is, it's like a movie. It's like I'm battling for Helms deep right now. And then for them to get the walk off is just a cherry on top. But shout out Ryan McMahon, you get my uh, 
it's raining and the time has come for war award. Nothing like some Tolkien baseball to to get your adrenaline pumping this week. I Ryan McMahon, it looks like he's on a team friendly extension. I uh, a little bias coming off of what we saw from DJ and the Rockies paying for Nolan. Um, throw the Rocks a trade offer for that guy and see what happens because he's got a year where he had the highest defensive WAR. He's currently got an OPS in the eights. Again, Coors effect hurts you maybe more than it helps you. That his OPS plus might not impress you, but everything else might. Um, really, really good ball player. Who doesn't love a lefty third baseman, too? I mean, not. I talked to Jace Tingler, our guy, oh. who I've become like friends with. Wow. Yeah. And he's on social media quite a bit, so I guarantee he's, he saw you know when we were giving him some some shit. Excuse me about the Tatis situation when he was a manager in San Diego, but he's been a really nice guy to me. We've been playing cards together with some of the other coaches, and he mentioned yesterday about Ryan Man, just what a solid ball player. I saw him a lot. I think he's really underrated as a player, and you're right, man. Could be available. Throw something at the Rockies. Never know. Maybe they'll pay half the bill. God, he's got so much time left on the contract, though. Yeah. Great award, Trev. I I will give out the commandeering this ship mm. uh, award. You know, I haven't watched Pirates in the Caribbean in a while. I I don't know what happened. They just started cranking out so many movies. He got lost in the story. Uh, really weird. But there's nothing kind of cooler than commandeering a ship, um, especially if it's a ship that you used to own and you lost. Um, but Andrew McCutcheon came back. And he's commandeered his pirates, and he commandeered his 2,000th hit, which, you know, when we go through the baseball accolades, that's one of the big ones. Um, Obviously, some people would point to three, but 291 players have ever done it. Um, There are now four current players, uh, or excuse me, five with McCutcheon. Uh, He does it back at PNC Park where he got his first pit, Hit in 2009. Um, <laughs> he drew, I think he drew 10 walks in June. Uh, some of those while he was sitting at 199. So he was still keeping patient. Wasn't going to expand to get that 2000th hit. Um, gets it against Carrasco, which is a nice name. And by the way, we, we've talked about it before. I don't know if Andrew McCutcheon knew he was coming back for a first-place Pirates team in June. Uh, I think he was hoping that they'd be pesky. And, you know, I think when he originally signed, him and Santana were like, you know, maybe they'll these guys will do good and then they'll flip them at the deadline and that, that'll add to the youth movement in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon, talk about Pittsburgh legends. If, if this guy MVP in the bag and leads them to a little NL Central division this year, uh, while getting his 2,000th hit with the team that got him. Uh, he's commandeered the Pirates again. He's commandeering the NL Central right now as they're in first place. I love Andrew McCutcheon. That's a great award, Jakey boy. Uh, first-class human being and um, first-class ball player. Again, I've known him just as long as I've known Jesse Chavez since 2007 on the mm. Phoenix Desert Dogs. Wow. Me and Kutch going out for Halloween. Ask him about that story. He loves to tell it. Get me, get me, the, tra- get me that Phoenix Desert Dog roster, Trev. When you get a chance, 
Coach Trev was up to some silly things back in the oh, day. I know Let's it. just say that. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. Two of the more two of the more respected guys in the game go to surprise contending teams. McCutcheon with Pittsburgh, first place. Evan Longoria mm. with the Diamondbacks, first place. Mm. The veteran leadership needed for young for young teams is it can't be understated. And they both are performing. 804 OPS for Kutch. Uh, Longo on base percentage isn't there, but he's slugging, so he's got like a 791 OPS. I love it, man. I think that's so cool. These are two, like I said, two like class acts continuing to play ball at a high level. And stats don't tell the whole story in their situation. What they bring to the clubhouse and the stability that they can provide for your franchise is is massive. I mean, one year, five mil for Kutch. That's a freaking steal. One more just player on the mentorship. so far this year. One more player. Never mind Never mind any of the awesome stuff. Just as a baseball player, that's incredible value. Yeah. One year, four for Longo. I mean, that's just in a mentorship role for young guys. I, I'd pay that. And you're still getting production out of them. So, love it. I've got that that Desert Dogs roster in front of me. Woo! Okay. You no, know Drew Bue is on there. Of course, we love him. McCutcheon, Niger Morgan, Cliff yep. Pennington, plush. Trevor Plouffe, Nolan Reimold, Ryan Sweeney on the pitching end. Arietto is there. Nick Blackburn, yeah. Jesse Chavez, a guy named Dave Davidson. That's hilarious. Don't remember that guy. Dave hey, Davidson. Dave. And Jim Johnson, some good alliteration stuff. And yeah. Anthony Swarzak, obvious swizzle. Obviously. You think we were acting a fool on that team? <laughs> the boys we were bopping. Those guys had a I was on the, uh I was on the Rising Stars game. In that game. Jake, Jake sucks. sucks. Jake sucks. If you won the game, they gave everyone $500 cash. We won the game. Uh a bunch of 20-year-olds in Scottsdale with $500 cash in their pocket on a Saturday night when you didn't play on Sundays. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can make a night out of that one. Juicy Monday. We will see you back Wednesday, midweek at Topics.